Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome to March. Can you believe we're in the third month of the year? It's kind of throwing me for a loop. Uh, I am here today with episode 33. We're going to be talking all about body image issues postpartum. But before we do, I'm going to read a quick review that came in at the end of last month. It's called Love This, and it's by Spontaneous Orange Peel. (laughs) It's a great one. Okay, so she says... I'm seven months postpartum and am waist deep in postpartum depression. Lizzie's podcast is just what I need. I only wish I'd known about it when I was absolutely drowning. I found it two days ago and I'm already on my third episode. Lizzie has a calming and reassuring voice. Don't you hear that calming guys? (laughs) And her advice is fitting and not pushy. And she sounds like the kind of person who could be best friends with anyone. There's a huge need for life coaches in the postpartum phase, and I am so happy that Lizzie is putting this out there. My sister is using Lizzie's coaching services, and it's been a miracle for her. I'd recommend this podcast and Lizzie's consults to anyone who is out there struggling postpartum. She is amazing. A billion thumbs up. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Spontaneous Orange Peel. (laughs) I like that. Okay, Uh, today's episode, you guys, is so good. I felt so much enlightenment and inspiration as I was writing it earlier today. I just know there is a need. I've had people request this topic, and it wasn't the very, very first on my priority list, right? Because I've got to talk about some more things very closely related to postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, but this intertwines because the way your brain does one thing, it does everything. Okay, so I'm going to just do a little hypothetical here to kind of test the waters and just whet our appetite on this topic, right? Postpartum body image. So imagine your husband's response. If he came from work one day and there were bruises all over you, there were scratches, you were maybe bleeding in a few spots. You look like you had been in a fight. Okay. And he asks, what, what happened? And you're like, well, I've been hitting myself all day. (laughs) what? Neither neither of you would put up with that, right? You'd have an intervention of sorts and you'd get things arranged to where that just wasn't happening. You would not allow that to be happening. You'd protect yourself. He would help you, whatever. And yet in our minds, when it comes to our bodies, we are beating ourselves up postpartum, right? Word by word, sentence by sentence in our mind, we are 
showing ourselves inadequacies. We are pointing them out. We are fabricating them through our mind, through our thoughts. We are punching ourselves in the face. (laughs) And I laugh and it sounds so extreme. And yet this is what we do. And the tricky thing is we're not accountable to our husband because he can't see the bruises. Nobody knows how much it's hurting us except for us. And this was me too, by the way. So I'm going to address this today because it's so important. It can relate to so many things. Your marriage, right? Not wanting to have sex, for example, or not wanting your husband to look at you. I remember like I would change in the closet sometimes and I didn't tell him what was going on in my head. I just would just gingerly sort of walk over to the closet and change because I was just ashamed of my body and I I couldn't, I didn't want to be with it. Um, your clothing and your wardrobe, thinking your clothes are terrible, thinking your body's terrible, that whole dilemma of trying to find an outfit that fits you postpartum, your social life, eating at dinner with friends or going out to ice cream. And all of a sudden this guilt and this heaviness comes over you, your spiritual, your spirituality, it can affect your spirituality. You can be so distracted in your body thoughts. You can't hear or feel God in your heart and mind. It can have an isolating effect spiritually. Your worth. Okay. This is the worst pain of all when it comes to your body is to believe that because of the state of your body and the narrow vision we have for beauty and what we think it should be, we are inherently now feeling and telling ourselves that we're not enough. This is the most open of all emotional wounds. And of course, if all this is going on, how does it affect our motherhood and our kids? It's true. And I have noticed many times with myself that unfortunately, when I am in emotional pain, I want to, and it's quick. I do quickly and easily inflict pain on others. We blame our kids for our pain. We slather them in our emotions. We want them to take them on, or we just are, our emotions are so big. They're just overflowing onto our kids, our negativity with our body issues. So whew, right today, we're going to do the play by play. Let's paint the picture. Okay. I'm just going to show you, walk you through a day that maybe is like your day. I'm going to paint a picture here of a postpartum mom with body image issues. See if part of this relates to you. And I'm going to show you how well I know this dance that we do with ourselves postpartum. Okay. So you wake up, you feed the baby, or maybe you have, if it's a great lucky day, you have a few minutes before she's awake or he's awake, the baby, and you take a shower. Let's say you're taking a shower, get ready for the day. And while you're standing there naked, you look at that belly and you look at how round your face is. There's a circle of a chin where a square chin used to be, right? And you're thinking about your friends that sell that belly band wrap. Maybe you should buy one of those, right? One of those products to kind of take it away. Then you have an idea. Maybe I should step on the scale, but then you debate whether or not you should do this because this is like dangerous because you could go down a deep, dark hole of negativity the rest of the day. So you kind of brush it off. You're like feeling the anxiety start to swell on your chest. You take a shower and casually, as you reach to grab your towel, you just happen to step on the scale and take a peek at the numbers. You're flabbergasted. Your stomach drops to the bottom. Maybe this is the first time you've weighed yourself postpartum. It's been a few weeks, but it feels like it's been forever. And if you're going to admit it, you really do feel like you should start seeing some shrinkage, some shrinkage and some fat loss. You're nursing the baby. I mean, that fat should just come off, right? It just feels like everything's a problem. 
the timing's not right. Things about your body feel scary, unfamiliar, a little gross and disgusting, and you're a little surprised and also just upset. Could there be a spot of entitlement? I never realized it at the time, but for me, I think there was a little bit of entitlement, especially after that third baby when the weight didn't come off nearly as fast as babies one and two. Yes, you're following me, right? And it doesn't stop there. You go to say hi to baby, you wake her up, you start feeding her, in come your older kids. And while you're nursing, your mind is consumed with how your body looks more and more like an inflated balloon. So you distantly tell your kids, hi, go get dressed. And you're in your mind still thinking about your body and the numbers on the scale. And it's following you into breakfast where you decide to eat a little granola bar instead of eggs and sausage with your kids, even though you really know you probably should be eating some healthy, hearty food. You eat the granola bar. And then about two hours later, you feel faint and you eat plenty of chips and like a leftover cheese quesadilla from your kid's lunch. But yeah, this is just how it happens. This negativity takes over the little decisions and the emotional bandwidth of our life. We feel torn because we're nursing, but we want to get this body back into shape, but we're trying to breastfeed. And it was the worst. I remember actually, as I'd be going about the day changing diapers going on walks, doing the things we do as mamas, right? I would catch glimpses of myself in the mirror and I'd be so not okay with how differently one of my favorite shirts was fitting me now postpartum that I packed up the kids one time and I went to Target. I bought like two or three new shirts and I didn't take one off after I tried it on in the dressing room. These were like extra large or extra, extra, whatever size I needed. And I wore them home from the dressing room had the lady use like the portable scanner right? because it was on my body. I'm like, I'm wearing this one out of the store. (laughs) So does any of this relate to you? I also remember though, postpartum, those moments of reverence where through maybe a touch of a moment with the spirit of God, through the grace of some positivity in my mind on a good day, maybe I'd had a few extra hours of sleep because the baby had a nice long stretch I remember looking in the mirror and maybe a little bit having to force it at first, but then just really reverently reveling in the wonder of my body, especially if that little baby was in my arms, I would hold him or her because I've had three kids, right? Boy, girl, boy. And I would kiss his or her sweet, warm, soft head, breathe in her smell and remember the miraculousness of it all. So hopefully you find yourself there sometimes too, but if not, that's okay. Maybe that's like a nice dream of a mindset for you, a distant day that you wish you can get to in the future. Either way, wherever you're at, okay, whether this is more of a side issue for you, body image, or it's very, very loud and screaming for your attention all the time. And it's very negative today. I want to address three patterns of thinking that we as postpartum moms use to hurt ourselves and to feel negatively about our bodies. But before I do, Why? Why am I doing this? Why address this issue? Body image. Why take the time to reroute and reconfigure how we talk about our bodies postpartum? Why not just give in to a lot of the people out there who think that, yeah, you should try to get those pounds off as fast as you can and get back to that body as fast as you can. Here is why I want you to do this the right way. This whole postpartum relationship with your body thing. Here's why I want to address it on the podcast today. So we can remember that our body is a gift. We can remember that 
because I think you knew it once and you felt it once, even if it was subconsciously. And we can get back to appreciating it for the gift that it is. Okay. Another reason I want to address this on the podcast is so that we can be kinder to our kids. So we can feel more connected to our spouse. So we can feel God more in our lives because heaven knows he's reaching out to us. But when we are lost in the negativity and the criticism, we drive away his influence in our lives. He gave us this body, right? Number five, so we can avoid steeper mental health issues and emotional burnout. If you don't watch this, if you are really struggling with body image stuff and your relationship with your body right now is very hostile, very sad, disgusted, you could definitely get into a cycle that leads you to emotional burnout. So we can set a better example for our kids when they're older and their bodies go through phases and change. So we can once and for all understand where true worth comes from and that our worth is untouchable and inherent and has nothing to do with our body and the state of it. So we can stop using our energy in despair over our bodies and get back to living our life and presence and joy, seeing the beautiful and the good. So we can be healthy for our nursing baby if we want to be. So we can be free from the negativity that we are carrying around and do more to first take care of ourselves and then to lift and serve others. And finally, so that you have a chance of maybe understanding, even in this early phase of your motherhood and life, that beauty is undefined. It's like infinity. You just have the right eyes to see it. So here are the patterns of thinking that I notice in postpartum mamas and that I noticed in myself. Okay. The first one that your brain's going to throw at you. I'm sure you've noticed this one is comparing the past and your past body to your body. Now with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Now, maybe pregnancy wasn't a glory day for your body, but before pregnancy probably was, if if you're going to compare it to right now, we do this with the scale. We do this with what we used to be able to eat and not gain weight. And now we do eat this and we do gain weight. We do this with every little curve of our body. We do this with how strong we used to be versus how strong we are now, how we look in a bathing suit. So comparing past to now. I want you to consider why. Why do you think we do this? And this really isn't just postpartum moms. This is kind of like women in general, but I'm speaking to you now in postpartum. Why? Why do we do this? 
Okay, just marinate on that. We'll come back to it. Here's point number two. The the second thinking pattern that comes up with our body is we compare our body to another mom's body. Have you ever done this, right? Whether it's on social media or our friend in our neighborhood that just had a baby and we get together and she's just a couple weeks far, you know, farther into postpartum than you are and yet her body looks so good. Yeah. Or her stretch marks or her belly, whatever. I know, like I know, but notice how there's a no winning there. Okay. What you're essentially doing when you're comparing your body to another postpartum mom's body is you are invalidating yourself as you are. You're telling yourself I'm not enough and I should be something different, that there's a problem here. Those three sentences, I'm not enough. I should be something different. And there is a problem. Something's wrong with me. Those all will lead you to shame. And those are all the underlying painful beliefs that are underlying all of your pain. If you are having a rough time with your body and how it is right now, those are at the root of it. Okay. And the third thinking pattern that I notice postpartum is we get so attached to our expectations. We don't want to embrace reality. Okay. So I've talked about this on uh, previous podcast episodes, when you have an unexpected labor and delivery and it didn't go how you wanted it to, maybe you had to have an emergency C-section. Maybe you weren't able to get your epidural, whatever it is. Maybe you wanted to do natural or, um, unmedicated, and then you ended up needing to be medicated. However it went, our brain creates expectations and it does this as a way to feel safe and to sort of have something to hold to expectations, help our brain to feel a little bit safer and secure going into the future. And that's fine. That's fine. As long as we understand why our brain's doing that and that it's not real, it's just expectation. But the problem comes when we don't understand that it's just an expectation and we kind of just get attached to it. We feel entitled to things happening the way that we expected them to. And then we don't want anything to do with reality and we're resisting reality. Okay. So like all circumstances, um, with our body and, and how fast we lose the weight and how much weight we gain it's it's a neutral thing. Like truly it is. If you really think about it, just like a tree, like one tree is short and, and skinny and one tree is tall and fat. Okay. But one person might love both. One person might only love one and not the other. And that just goes to show they are neutral. The trees don't create our experience of them and our opinion of them. That's what our thoughts do. So your body right now, the way it is, okay, the fat and the flesh and the blood and the organs, all the things that make up your body, the gravity that bears down on it, that influences the numbers on the scale, all of that is neutral. And the sentences, the language in your brain that you use to talk to yourself about that body are what are actually causing you the pain that you're feeling. Okay. So those are the three areas and the three, um, sort of tactics that the human brain is most likely to appeal to. And again, why does our brain do this? Right? It's not because our brain is trying to work against us and hurt us. It's not even because our brain wants to be miserable. It's because you have a set of beliefs about what beauty is and where worth comes from. And to any of you who are struggling with body image, I want to 
open your mind to the idea that part of why this is a struggle for you right now is because you have certain beliefs that tie your worth as a human being to your body. And you have a certain belief system around what beauty is and what it is not. I encourage you to try to pin that down. I give my clients a really cool worksheet called, what are your beliefs? And it just goes through all these really thorough questions. You can do that. Just ask yourself, like, what do I believe? What is beauty? What is beauty? What what's not beauty to me? Am I, do I like that? Am I okay with those expectations? Here's the thing. The reason we get this friction to postpartum is because, um, the beliefs you had before now were possibly serving you. You could afford to believe those things and it didn't hurt you because you were not, your body, right. Was not outside of the boundaries of what that beauty sort of the confines of beauty as you defined it are. But now your body has changed. So you get to choose. Do you want to keep your beliefs and hate your body or be discontent with your body? Or do you want to expand your beliefs and allow space for your body to be beautiful the way it is? It could feel like a cop-out. It could feel vulnerable to you, right? To do that. And I totally understand if that's the case, but just recognize that um, the alternative is pain. And to the group of people who would agree with you that your body needs to be thinner. Do you really want to please them? Do you like what they believe? Okay. Now I could go more into what life might look like for you right now and the struggle, but I figure, you know, that part pretty well, you know, that part better than you would like to. (laughs) So what you're looking for are solutions. How do I feel better? I understand what my brain is doing now that you've drawn these to my attention. And I definitely relate with the story you shared where you walked us through a postpartum mom's day. Like, yes, that is me. That is me. How do I get out of this? How do I break this negativity? How do I expand those beliefs? So I already did say the first thing. And one of the ways you can do that is to just know what your beliefs are right? Like you can't solve a problem unless you know what it is. And it's not like I'm saying your beliefs are a problem, but they are the reason that there's friction right now. So what are your beliefs about beauty? What are your beliefs about worth and worthiness? What do you think is enough? Do you believe you are enough with your body body as it is? Or do you believe your body needs to change for you to be enough? Okay. Another solution here is give yourself some grace. You had expectations. Yes. Maybe you're in month six, maybe you're in month four, maybe you're in month three or week four, whatever. And you had, everyone has different expectations of when that baby weight will come off. The tricky thing is it's different after each baby. For me, it was pretty similar with the first two. And then that third baby, no, not at all. That weight stayed around. And so let yourself mourn the loss of what you were expecting. It's okay. It's okay to feel sad. Maybe that your body isn't adjusting the way you thought it should, but always remembering that the way you thought it should, and the way you expected it to go might not actually be the way it should go. So just, are you willing to trust your body? Are you willing to work with it? Are you willing to trust it? Or are you afraid? And if you're afraid, what are you afraid of? 
Okay. Another solution tip here is accept reality as slowly as you need to. Again, so this is coming in with a lot of grace. We're not going to just get in there and be mean to ourselves to stop being mean to ourselves, right? We're not going to like punch ourselves to try to tell ourselves to stop punching ourselves. Okay. So we're going to meet this friction that you've got going with grace, slowness, kindness. That is the first step. It feels so weird and strange, right? And yet it is the antidote. It is the antidote. It's kind of like when you have something really basic and you need to treat it with something really acidic, like when you have a stain and you need to put the acidic stuff to get it out. It's like when you are super, 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 super negative, you don't need more negative to somehow help you calm down and be a positive. You just need the opposite, just kindness and grace. Okay. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about how to do that in a minute in your brain. Another solution tip here is to allow yourself some sadness. Okay. And this kind of goes with, um, letting yourself mourn the loss of your expectations, but really just remembering, remembering to process, process the emotions that come up for you and don't just shove them down or eat them away or pretend they're not there or shame yourself for feeling the way you do. Right. I know one thing I did is I sometimes thought that I needed to be more grateful and surely I wanted to get to the place of being more grateful, but telling myself I should be more grateful ugh, and invalidating all my, my current sadness wasn't exactly the way to get there. That was just another form of shaming myself. So I, not, not only was I shaming myself for my body and where it was with my narrow definitions of beauty and everything, but now I was shaming myself essentially for shaming myself. And so that's not going to help. Right. And so what if you just allowed yourself to feel a little disappointed? right now. Okay. The next tip here is understand that your worth is not at all tied to your body and what it's doing and how it looks. Now, a really good example of this is when we're pregnant, especially in the beginning and we're just, we're kind of sick and we're just so excited about our little baby bump, or maybe you weren't excited. Totally. Like again, pregnancy is neutral. But it's interesting how everyone's like, oh, that's so amazing. And when they see your little baby bump, it's not like, oh, why did she notice my bump? It's like, yeah, yeah, babies do at this date. I'm so excited. And then for me, I remember I went to Target and I was postpartum. And the cashier made a comment like assuming I was pregnant. And it was my first outing. I remember the shirt I wore. I had bought it before I had baby. It was like a larger size. And it was like brave. I put on that shirt. I didn't put a sweater over it to hide that baby bump. I just went out there and I was checking out my groceries at Target or whatever. I don't even, I don't actually buy groceries at Target. I try not to. <laughs> They're like more expensive, whatever. So I don't know what I was buying, but uh, maybe it was really cheap there. Or it wasn't cheap. It was a lot closer to my house. That's what I was trying to say. But anyway, I'm sitting there at the cashier with her and she's like, I don't even know what she said, but I just remember like flushing my cheeks. And I also remember being like, it's okay. She just doesn't understand. She doesn't know. So we're actually going to talk a little bit about how people are just confused too, as another coping thing a little bit later on. And then another solution tip, last one here is remember that regardless of how your body currently is, this is a really good one. So if you are like distracted, come back to me. Okay. If you don't even take away any of these, maybe take away this one. Remember that regardless of how your body is, you can feel how you want to feel. 
I'm going to say that again. Regardless of your body weight, the size of pants you are, how your pants fit, things people say, regardless of any of that, there is a way, there is a path before you that I can show you that you to, to feel how you want to feel about your body and in your body. And your body does not have to change in order for you to feel differently. And in fact, I want to offer that it is when you start with feelings first and you cultivate the feelings of self-love and stuff that your body does start to work with you and change. It's really interesting. Okay. So I want to pose a question. This is a good one for journal time. If you want to stop and write about this, but what would you feel about yourself if you lost the baby weight you wanted to? Okay. So if, if your breasts were back down to their normal size, or maybe you're happy that your breasts are larger. Like I always was, I'm like, Oh, yay. (laughs) Mine are normally tiny. So, um, if you lost the baby weight and you wanted your breasts to be back down to the normal size, cause I know like some mamas struggle with like ridiculously large breasts when they're breastfeeding. Right. So what would you feel about yourself if everything fell off just the way you wanted it to, and you were back down to the ideal size, what would you believe about yourself? that you don't believe right now with your body the way it is. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And my challenge to you is, and the way back to the body that you know and love is, how to cultivate positivity and abundance is to love the body that you have and to start with feelings first, to work on those things about yourself that you would believe if your body was the way you wanted it to be right now. To do that right now. Of course, your brain is going to resist hard right? So I I have an example of how to do this. You're kind of like, okay, that sounds great. But to try to believe that I'm beautiful when I'm disgusted, mm, Liz, not really happening. Okay. Totally get it. So you can go step-by-step from negative to neutral and then to positive. And here's how that works. And by the way, I'm going to just do one example, but you can take these phrases and attach them to whatever your thoughts are and beliefs are about yourself that you're trying to cultivate, right? The ones that you would have if your body was where you wanted it to be. Okay. So the first thing you might think is in the negative. You're at the negative right now. It's like a spectrum. Okay. Imagine we're going from the far left all the way to the far right, far right. Sorry. So your far left negative thought is I hate my body. Okay. Then you're sliding on the spectrum just a little bit more towards the middle to I have a body. Yes. You're like, yeah, that's true. Okay. And then we're like toying with the idea of positivity. We're like, well, Someone could think 
my body was beautiful. Someone could like my body. Someone could appreciate my body. And then you're like, well, I could. I mean, I think it's possible that I could like my body. I might like my body one day. I think it might be worthy of appreciation in some ways. And then all the way, or or worthy of liking it in some ways. And then all the way to, I like I like it. I like my body. Okay, so do you notice how um, like we go from hate to like very gradually, like a sunrise? Okay, and this is the way you're going to need to do it if you're in a very, very negative place with your body. So you go from I hate to I have to somebody, whatever it is, likes or somebody appreciates or somebody wants to I could to it's possible, I might. I think it is worthy of it. And I now verb, whatever your verb is, I appreciate it. Okay. So hopefully that's helpful too. My final thoughts on this topic, a little bit of my heart and soul here for you. (laughs) If I was on a stage, this is some of the stuff I'd say. We all think that there is this invisible committee that agrees with us. Like, right. That wouldn't it be better if our weight came off faster and we were just skinnier by now. We just think that this is totally justified. We think we are justified in wanting to fit back into those jeans now and not later or soon hustle, hustle. Can't wait. Right. But having been that mom and having ungratefully wished away the body that I had, here's what I now understand. This is greed. It's greed, and we are a little bit desensitized to it. It's body greed, but it is alive and well. And it is originated from people who don't understand where their true worth comes from. And so they're confused and they think it comes from how their body looks. And when we participate in this talk with ourselves and we want to be skinnier faster and to lose the weight faster and to whatever fit into the jeans faster. This is ingratitude at its finest. And I am not on a soapbox. Okay. I'm not against anyone because I was this someone. So I say this to try to help you put a different twist on the way you've been maybe framing this in your mind. This isn't because we are greedy. It's because there is greed in the world and we may have picked up some things along the way without realizing it. You may not know this. I don't, I don't know if many of you know this, but after my third baby, when I was in the high, I was in the high one sixties in my weight on the scale. Okay. 160 plus like 169, I think was my highest. I don't even remember really, but I know it was 160 something. And maybe that's more of a familiar number for some, which is totally fine. For me, I come from like a small boned, small density family. And I would usually hang out between like 115 to 130 at the most. And so 168 was shocking and scared me for me, for my personal. So please refrain from, from comparing my numbers to yours. I know that's what your brain has been doing, but I want you to withhold that here for the podcast and just let my story actually help you and inspire you instead of be the catalyst for downward thoughts. Okay. So this was just for me, like my PR, my personal record. All right. So 
after I found coaching, so at this time, like I couldn't afford to worry about my weight, honestly, because I was struggling to just like survive and care for my children. So once I found this group coaching, sorry, oh my gosh, group coaching program, hired a life coach, found the model. I then used the program as well to lose 50 pounds of baby weight. Now, this was amazing. And the program I used was Jody Moore's um, Be Bold membership program. She has a weight loss course in there. It's really well done. And if weight loss is your primary concern right now and focus, her group is super affordable. It's definitely more for the self-study type um, if you don't need a ton of accountability and support. Um, And that's just kind of how I ended up doing it. I was able to at that time. If you don't feel like that's you, you might want to start with my coaching where you have more one-on-one help and get, you know, your self-confidence and your thoughts and your accountability to yourself in order, and then go do something like that. But after going through that program and successfully losing all the weight, I want you to know that it was only possible. Yes, her program was amazing, but it was possible because I was doing it for the right reasons. I wasn't doing it because I hated my body. I was literally doing it because I loved my body and I wanted better. Um, I wanted to better support my body. Okay. So when it comes to your body, here's what I want you to keep in mind. Your body is not disgusting. If you feel disgusted, your thoughts are disgusting about your body. Your body is not, not enough. Okay. If you feel like your body is not enough, your thoughts are in a deficiency. They are not enough. Your body is fine just as it is. Your body, how it is right now, is not causing you pain emotionally. Your thoughts are painful thoughts if you feel pain. Your body is doing what it was made to do. It's like the moon and the phases of the moon right? The moon is always there. It's always whole. It's always complete. We see it as a little slice or a half moon or a three quarters moon, whatever, but it's always there. It's just the way the sun shines on it. And pregnancy and postpartum has the effect that the sun does on the moon. Sometimes more of our bodies are visible. Sometimes there's more weight on our bones. There's more swelling. Other times there's less when we need less less, but are you willing to trust the phases of your body? And are you willing to understand that they're separate from your individual worth? Okay. Society's thoughts are not enough. Society will tell you that your body, first of all, that beauty looks one way. And second of all, that your worth is tied into how your body looks. And because there is that underlying tie-in of your worthiness and your body, individuals in Hollywood, editors of magazines, photographers who are all confused and who frankly, I'm sure would love to understand what you and I know now, they are going to portray the body and tout their bodies as a way to garner and to feel worth because they don't know how to lead with feelings first. And so they are aching for other people to give those feelings and to provide the praise for themselves. But you don't need to be that person because you understand something that they don't. Sadly, they don't, right? We wish they did. We would love to share that with them, which is that um, our worth is separate from our body. And the purpose 
of our body is not to provide our worth. Our purpose of our body is not to provide our worth. When you believe the amount of fat on your body and the places where the fat is distributed dictate your worth in the world, then it's painful. When you believe that beauty has one specific look, you're confused. It does to some people. It's vulnerable. You know what? It's vulnerable. Let's be honest. Okay. Why you're staying stuck in this is because it is vulnerable to embrace the idea and change your beliefs. The human brain hates doing that, right? And embrace that beauty could somehow be different than you thought it was and that your body's not wrong. You are wrong. And your thoughts are limited and narrow. Your body's not outside of limits. Your limits are just off. That's that's vulnerable for the human brain. The human brain detests being wrong. It's like alert, alert, threat to the system. Okay. But I like to think of all this body negativity stuff as a little bit of Satan. Okay. Maybe you don't believe Satan's a thing. If not, you can just skip this part, take it or leave it. But I do believe that there is a real being in the unseen world whose purpose, as it turned out, events would have it, the fall of Adam and Eve, all that, is to drag us down. He will never have a body. Okay, Through his disobedience to God, the Father, Satan lost the opportunity to get a body like we have one. And since he has nothing to gain, he can't have a body. He has nothing to lose. And when people have nothing to lose, right? He's got nothing to lose. He will just try and get us to lose all we have, to be miserable in our bodies, to take it for granted, to hate it, to misuse it, to mistreat it, to misunderstand the purpose of it. He's content to have us distracted thinking about our perceived inadequacies in our bodies. So we aren't thinking about how to connect with God, for example, to tap into God's power and to bring it into our bodies, to use it for good, to create a family, to change the world one thought at a time. Our body is a vessel for all the good we can do to live out our purpose. Our body is not our purpose. Now, I don't say that to guilt trip you. The body's part of our purpose, okay? But I don't say any of this to guilt trip you, but to awaken you to a sense of all that is good about your body and to remind you of your body's true purpose, which is to help you be more like God and to help move his plan forward by participating in motherhood and giving bodies to more of his children. So today, my ending invitation to you is to cherish this vessel for your spirit. That doesn't mean you don't get to want to change it, but we don't do it from hate. We do it from love. I'm kind of a master at this, you guys. I've got 50 pounds not on my body anymore because I figured this out. Feelings first. I figured out that my body changing isn't what's going to allow me to believe anything about myself or allow me to feel any certain way. I have to create the feelings first. Now, if you do change your body on purpose, let it be from love for the miracle that your body is. So go ahead, get that exercise routine going, eat healthier, but not from a place of, I am not enough, but from a place of, because I know that I am enough. All right, you guys, take care. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. If you've been struggling and you're ready for more help, I want to invite you to book a consult with me. I offer free hour-long consults where we go over what's not working, your vision for the future of your motherhood, and how I would help you given my tools and expertise. To schedule your free consult, 
visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the console. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.